So let's uh, let's get to the word this morning. We're going to continue in our series uh, on the Holy Spirit, and today we're talking about Holy Spirit equips. But before we do that, let's read this um, passage together from Second Timothy, just as a declaration of our confidence in God's word to teach and equip us today. Ready together. My Bible is inspired by God and is useful to teach me what is true and to make me realize what is wrong in my life. It corrects me and teaches me what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip me to do every good work. Amen. Amen. Well, last Sunday I mentioned that uh, most of us experience, if we're honest, we experience a gap between kind of receiving the Holy Spirit at salvation and then kind of walking in the fullness of the of the Holy Spirit in a in a surrendered life to the Lord. And one of the ways that we fall into that gap is by not understanding or exercising our spiritual gifts. So we're going to talk about spiritual gifts today. So if you've got a Bible with you, I want you to find 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, the Apostle Paul has been writing this letter. Sometime we'll we'll take a walk all the way through this book. But the Apostle Paul has been writing this letter to a, a church that's... Uh, you know, challenging and, uh, and got lots of kind of issues going on in, in, in their midst. And, um, and one of the things is they've got some tension around the exercise of spiritual gifts. So chapter 12 addresses that. So we're going to read the first 13 verses. And if you would, uh, out of respect, if you're able to stand for the reading of God's word. First Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, he writes this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, or more literally, the word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge, or a word of knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, tongues. We call it tongues. While another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body, verse 12, has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Let's be seated together. We thank the Lord for his word this morning. I think it's been really quite, for me, it's been an enriching time. It's been fun uh, to explore the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of each believer. I hope that you've been able to see the blessing of, of Pentecost and, and seen how the Holy Spirit speaks 
uh, to you, how the, how the Spirit helps you. But if the presence of the Holy Spirit was only for our personal benefit, that might be selfish or narcissistic or self-glorifying in some way. The Holy Spirit was poured out on individuals who then formed the church. The gift of Holy Spirit then is given not only for me and not only for you, but for us. Today, us includes those of us here in this room, our friends online, the global church. Last night, I was watching a worship service at one of our churches in the Philippines. It was really, it was just an amazing thought. I'm like, I'm worshiping with brothers and sisters on the other side of the the planet right now because we share one spirit. They weren't even singing in English, but it was still worshipful, right? So, one of the beautiful surprises of the Holy Spirit in his work is that he gives gifts to God's people. That includes you. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've turned him, you've repented, you've been baptized as a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit has given, been given to you and has given you a spiritual gift or gifts. So what is a spiritual gift? Well, a spiritual gift, we could, we could say it this way, a spiritual gift is a special ability from the Holy Spirit. A spiritual gift is a special ability from the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, what we just read, said there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. In verse 7, he says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other or for mutual benefit, mutual edification, to help each other in the in the body of the church. Now, the Apostle Paul and later Peter, they name a number of the spiritual gifts. They, they kind of come up with lists, but I don't think their lists are exhaustive. We read some of those gifts right in chapter 12. You can read it in Romans 12, Ephesians 4, First uh, Peter 4. I don't think those are exhaustive lists. In other words, I don't think those are complete and closed lists simply because in the naming of the spiritual gifts, the lists, lists are never the same. They're different each time. There's some that are consistent across. Teaching is one of those that's listed each time. Uh, prophecy is listed multiple times. Evangelism. Uh, but I don't think it's a closed list. Not to mention, we also have, even in the Old Testament, a record of the Holy Spirit uh, pouring out a spiritual gift. This, is honestly, is one of my favorite spiritual gifts. Uh, if you go back to Exodus 31, and I think we've got this on screen for you. If you go back to Exodus 31, as, the, as God's people have come out of Egypt, they're in the wilderness, and now God's given Moses instructions for how to build the tabernacle. Then God says this to Moses. He says, uh, the Lord said to Moses, look, I have specifically chosen... Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. And then he goes on to say there's others that are going to be given that ability. It's a gift of craftsmanship. Have you ever seen someone where they just do some handiwork and you're just like, all you can say is like, wow, praise God, that's amazing. I, I believe craftsmanship continues to be one of those spiritual gifts. So, you know, the gifts are a variety, and I, I don't think we should say, well, there's only this number. I think it, the Holy Spirit is more creative than a list we can make up. The gifts named in the New Testament uh, maybe can be best categorized if it helps you in sort of 
in, in, in columns of like speaking gifts, serving gifts, and sign gifts. Speaking gifts, so how we talk, right? Uh, serving gifts, what we, what we do for the better of each other, and sign gifts, uh, things that are signs from God. So, for example, speaking gifts would include, you know, encouragement, prophecy, uh, teaching, tongues and interpretation of tongues, knowledge, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, um, evangelism. Those are kind of speaking gifts. Serving gifts would include things like administration, helps, uh, mercy, hospitality. Uh, sign gifts would include things like miracles, speaking in tongues, words of knowledge and wisdom, discerning, discerning of spirits, prophecy, healing. But as you can see, even those kind of overlap with each other. There's no really kind of simple, clean way to do this. Again, the Holy Spirit is creative and generous in the giving of gifts. The point for us is that the Holy Spirit has gifted God. You know, God has used the Holy Spirit to gift each believer a special ability for mutual benefit. It's a great thing. Now, you might say, well... I, I, I see these more as like personality traits or, or skills or, you know, just something you kind of learn along the way. Now, obviously, personality and skill are going to play a part in these gifts. I may, for example, have the spiritual gift of teaching, but then it's on me to develop the skills and the understanding and the, the kind of the knowledge to go with that. You might have the gift of evangelism, but you're going to have to learn how to talk to people to use that gift, Right. Uh, maybe you have the gift of tongues, but you need to practice it. I have a friend who who clearly has the gift of hospitality. She and her husband have a have a remote steady retreat I use occasionally. And any time I use it, I walk into that place and I immediately experience the presence and the peace of Jesus. Just incredible. Not to mention some delicious snacks and comfortable space. She has a I really believe she has the spiritual gift of hospitality, where you're just like, oh. This is right. Some of you have that gift. I, I miss an old friend from this church. His name was Les Mark. He was a former pastor and college professor. And he went to be with Jesus about three years ago. But he had the gift of teaching. And, 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 and when he opened up the scriptures, you couldn't help but lean in and be built up in your faith. Somebody, you know, how many remember, there's several of you remember Pastor Les. I mean, isn't that just the truth? you just like, we just loved it when he taught. It was just, it just flowed. That's a spiritual gift. But he also worked hard. He got the education. He developed the ability to go with it. I could share more examples, of course. But you get the point. There's plenty of people skilled in these things. But when it's a spiritual gift, it's like it just takes on a greater impact. It, it, and, and most importantly, it glorifies God. It glorifies God. And I would say that's a key indicator of the use of your spiritual gifts. You, you know, you, Okay, you'll notice a, a skilled, you know, teacher or even a preacher or a leader or administrator. You just like, wow, that person has got skills, right? You're impressed because they are impressive. But listen to this. This is this is important distinction. As you use and develop your spiritual gifts, you actually become less impressive because God becomes more glorified. It doesn't mean to say you're less able. But as if when you're operating your spiritual gift, you might get really good at it. But the outcome will be God's saying, people are saying, wow, God's good. God gets glory when you use your spiritual 
gifts. In fact, we could say this way. Using spiritual gifts glorifies God. Using spiritual gifts glorifies God. Jesus himself said in John 15, verse 8, he said, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. John 15, 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Or what we just read in verse 6 of, of 1 Corinthians 12. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. It's all about God. It's glorifying God. Using spiritual gifts glorifies Him. I um, I took some days off this week and uh, was able to do a little work on my car. And I'm really not a grease monkey. I don't. I didn't grow up pulling wrenches. I don't really know what I'm doing. But YouTube is amazing. YouTube will help you do almost anything. And so I just watched the YouTube video, kept following along. But here's what here's what made it possible. Uh, Christmas or two ago, one of my sons gave me a really nice socket set, ratchet set of tools. And I was able to use that, those tools that, that got the job done. And then I was able to tell my son, hey, thanks so much. Those tools have really been handy. They're good quality and they're just perfect. And they, they, they're making it possible to do what I need to do. Thank you for that. What's happening? As I use that gift of those tools for my son, and I acknowledge that, it, in a sense, I'm, work with me on the use of this word, I'm glorifying him. I'm acknowledging him. I'm honoring him. He, he feels built up. He's, he's kind of recognized as I'm able to say, I'm using those, I'm using the gift you gave me. And it, it elevates him in a way. And it's the same with the gifts that God gives you. It's like the tools God puts in your hand. And as we put those to use, God says, hey, that's cool. You're using that. And people are like, wow, God's good. He's so generous. I love the way you're able to use your gifts to serve others. It glorifies God. Now, there's a, a doctrine taught by some that would say that this, the gifts of the Spirit are, are no longer available to us as believers today. It's a, it's a doctrine called cessationism, that the gifts have ceased to function. And their argument is not made from, and they try to make the argument from scripture, but I think their argument is more made from experience. Uh, and, 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 and of course, if you've never heard someone speak in tongues, or if you've never seen someone, you know, operate in a word of knowledge, or if you've never kind of witnessed that, those, particularly the sign gifts, you might conclude, well, the gifts are dead. They're gone. They're over with. I haven't seen them, so they must not be real. But I just want to affirm that God has not changed. And the essential function of the Holy Spirit, like one of the core functions of the, of the Holy Spirit, is to equip and empower God's people with spiritual gifts. And there's no suggestion that, that God would now say, hey, uh, you've got this. You don't need me anymore. You don't need the gifts of the Spirit anymore. You can handle it from here. You guys have got good you know, training. You've got good education. You've got good Bible knowledge. Uh, you've got money. Uh, you've got skills. Um, hey, you've figured it out. You take it from here. God would not say that. God does not say that. And so, if the spiritual gifts were necessary, essential, worthwhile in the first century, in the second century, they're just as essential, necessary, and worthwhile today. 
I need the work of the Holy Spirit in my life if I'm going to function in serving the Lord. The Holy Spirit still empowers his people. So if someone tries telling you, well, the gifts really aren't for today. Say, really? Has God changed? The Holy Spirit not functioning anymore? Is he not doing his job? Did he get reassigned to do something else? Now, maybe right now you're thinking about your own spiritual gift, right? Or maybe you're wondering, well, do I have a spiritual gift? What is my spiritual gift? How would I even know what it is? Uh, it's not hard. I'd recommend you ask the people around you, people you serve with, just say, hey, hey, what, what spiritual gift or gifts have you seen in my life? What, like, what have you witnessed as I've served? What comes out? Or you could take a, a simple spiritual gifts test, probably that kind of one that I really like. It's just called spiritualgiftstest.com. Spiritualgiftstest.com. Uh, it's free. You create a profile, answer the questions, and it'll give you some response. It gives you a little description of all the different spiritual gifts. It's plural. Spiritualgiftstest.com. Just You can do that this afternoon. Maybe don't do it right now. Just wait until we're done. Right? But it, it matters. And here's why. It matters because your spiritual gift will indicate how you're going to serve one another and how you're going to serve in the church. Your spiritual gift will indicate how you serve best. Indicates how you serve best. Here's how it works. Your area of interest plus your skills or experience plus your spiritual gift equals Joy in serving. Let me give an example. Let's say that working on cars is your area of interest. You love cars. You love everything about cars. That's your area of interest. Let's say your skills are that, that you know how to change oil in a car. You're, you can do it with your eyes closed practically. It just comes second nature to you because you've really practiced it. And your spiritual gift is the gift of service. All right. So now you say, you know what? I'm going to let People who need help know that I would like to do that for them. So maybe you find, uh, you know, folks that, that maybe don't have the, the resources to take care of that or it's just a real chore to get their car to the mechanic or something. You say, I would love to use my interest, my abilities, and my gift to joyfully serve you and change the oil in your car. Great. Maybe your spiritual gift is administration. And so... You love cars. You know how to change oil on a car. But your gift is administration. And so you get with the service person. You say, hey, I could organize uh, a, a way to do this on a regular basis. And, and once a month, we'll use the, 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 the garage at church and we'll set up oil change days. And, and I'll, I'll kind of manage it. I'll do the scheduling and contacting and, and keeping all that smooth. I'll order the, 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 the materials that we need and I'll take care of it. Someone else says, I have the gift of giving. And they, you love working on cars. And you know how to, how to do things, but your gift is giving. And so you step forward and you say, you know, I want to be part of that team, but I'll pay for the materials. I'll pay for all the oil and all the, all the oil filters and, and whatever mess we make, I'll make sure it gets, you know, paid for to clean up. No worry for our custodian to have to take care of that. Right? Do you see how that works? So, Interests, abilities, gifts, boom, you're joyfully serving God. Now, there are times when we just do what needs to be done. It's not our area of interest or ability or gifting. And, but, but when you can line those three things up, it's amazing. And, and that takes place at work, classroom, 
ball field, church, you, you name it. Your gift is needed in the church. Don't bury it. Don't bury your gift. Don't, don't pretend it doesn't matter. Uh, we need the prophets. We need the apostles. We need the evangelists. We need those operating in mercy and miracles, leadership, service. We need the teachers. We need the craftspersons. We need those gifts to function as a church. Don't bury your gift. Bring it forward. Bring it forward. The Holy Spirit has gifted you for that. I'm going to invite the worship team um, at this time, and we're going to sing one more song in just a few minutes. But, but, but there's one last thing I need to say about about spiritual gifts. There are five named spiritual gifts that are given to the church. God has given them to the church in the form of people. These are not so much a gift given to an individual, but these are persons given to the church, leaders given to the church. And I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 4 for this. Verse 11, This is it says this. Paul writes, he says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. So we're not talking about the gift of evangelism or the gift of apostleship right now. We're talking about actual, the people that are given to the church for that benefit as leaders. The gifts are the people. And their job is not to do the ministry, but to equip the rest of us for the ministry. Because verse 12 says this, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church the body of Christ. So we're sitting here right now. We're thinking about this. Those of you at home, you're watching this. You, you need to recognize that people like me as a pastor, my job isn't to do the work of ministry, but my job is to help equip you to do that work because God's gifted each person, right? The Holy Spirit has given a gift to every person. And then God's also given the apostles, the pastors, the evangelists, uh, the teachers. Uh, I got that out of order. Um, and I missed one. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, and apostles. Uh, God's given those people to us so that the rest of us are trained and equipped and enabled and empowered to do the work that God has gifted us to do. Something I've really appreciated uh, during this pandemic uh, is watching how many of you has have used your gifts to serve one another, to do the work of ministry rather than kind of sitting and waiting back sitting back and waiting for me or for a staff person in our church to do it. You've just done it yourself. I just am so blessed and impressed by how that's happened. So I get to equip you and then I get to watch how you do the work of ministry. It's incredible. Just incredible. Remember, a gift is always meant to be opened and used. In fact, I would argue it's not a gift until it's received. It's not a gift until it's received, opened, made and put to use and and i'd hate to stand before the lord on the final day and try to come up with excuses why i didn't use the gifts that he'd given into my life well i didn't really think my gift was that great really the holy spirit's given you a gift you don't think it's that great i don't want to be that person i would say god let me use whatever gift you've given to me and as you remember that the principle of generosity principle in scripture that when we use a little he grants us more when we use a little he grants us more we're going to just close us this song just welcoming the Holy Spirit in our life we just stand together as I just close in prayer Jesus I just thank you for the work of your spirit that you sent thank you Jesus that you 
ascended to heaven so that you could send the Holy Spirit. Lord, we need more of your power in our life. We need more of your work in our life. Lord, I need more of you in my heart. Lord, I need you more and more to to to, to in, lead me to holiness, to sanctify me, but also to, to equip me, to empower me, to gift me so that I can serve you by serving others. God, would you do that more and more in our church? Lord, I just pray that we would more and more become known as, oh, that's that church where the Holy Spirit's at work. Oh, that's that church where the where the gifts really function. Oh, that's that church where people really serve each other in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, that's what I would love. Lord, that we'd be that church and say, boy, that, those people know how to how to praise God. Those people know how to worship because they're just so filled with the Holy Spirit and just love the Holy Spirit so much. Jesus Spirit, we welcome you. Welcome you. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us, we pray. Amen.